Welcome into episode five of season three of $5 Tuesdays. Uh, so, you know, it's me, Davis. We've got Skylar here. We took a brief hiatus to try and bring on a, a permanent third co-host. But unfortunately, the news broke a mere seven hours ago from Tim Reynolds that Udonis Haslam has said that he will be joining the Miami Heat for a 20th season. So we are not going to get UD as, as our co-host just yet. Uh, but, but we do hope that after his one last dance retirement tour, he'll, he'll join the boys for five DT. It's hilarious that you bring that up because I, I was thinking when I remember watching the finals with Dwayne Wade and Alonzo Mourning and Shaq and Gary Payton, like Gary mm-hmm. Payton was on that team, <laughs> Jason Williams, Udonis Haslam and James Posey. And in my mind, James Posey at that, or not, sorry, Udonis Haslam at that point in time was like a seasoned vet. Yes. And that was like 15 years ago. <laughs> it was 17 Something. years ago. Was it 17? Because they, they, they are, so they, they, they won in 06. So 16 years ago. That is insane. That's crazy. Uh- I, yeah, (laughs) I, I don't know. I I honestly don't know if he gets any minutes at this point, but uh, he's still chugging along. Yeah. If, if I remember correctly, I don't think that he has attempted a three pointer in his professional career. I'm going to check this. I'm, I'm, which the way that things have changed, that's, uh, it's kind of bizarre. No, that's not true. Um, <laughs> You're like, he actually led the league last year. <laughs> he, <laughs> last year, he shot 25% from three, which I would assume means he took four shots. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, three-pointer, three-pointer. Okay, three points attempted. Yeah, so he played 13 last year, attempted 0. .3, uh three-pointers but yeah i mean for for at least from from 2007 to 2014 he did not attempt a single three-pointer in in the entire like stretch so i mean he's he's not getting many shots up um anyway yeah. UD, UD, UD making a special appearance in the, uh, or at least discussion wise in our, in our podcast. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's a shame he couldn't post um, with us. I know, but I, we'll, we'll, we'll get big dog on after, after the season when he has more time. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, ho- hopefully by then we'll have aired our freaking Ahmad best interview. Um, I know it's, it really has been crazy trying to get that thing. Posted. I know. No, we'll, 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 we'll get it in this episode. I, I, I think we've got a pretty light, uh, light schedule. So, yeah. It, but anyway, I mean, it, it, in a while, uh, kind of had, uh, a summer break for the five DT boys. So right. what's, uh, what, what, what have you been doing? We, we had a fantastic summer. Um, we took our son and did the Oregon coast for the first time. <clears throat> In Utah, in July, it was uh, – early July, it was 
in the hundreds, I believe for over a week, something like 10 days straight or something like that. And on the Oregon coast, while we were there, it was 65 degrees. And so we Celsius. So it was yes, yeah, 65 Celsius, which don't ask me what that comes out to Fahrenheit. Our, 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 our skin was sloughing <laughs> off uh, at, at, as we took in the beauty of the Oregon coast. Um, so I, I think it's kind of I, I made up my mind that I will probably be there every every July from now on. It, it was insanely beautiful. Weather was crazy. Uh, yeah. And actually it was pretty sunny while we were there, but yeah, that was a good time. Um, and there's been so many good shows that have wrapped up this year. I I think I mentioned in one of our earlier episodes this season, but better call Saul just wrapped last, uh, last week. And this, this is my hot take that it is better than breaking bad, better than breaking bad. Okay. I, I, so I will say I have seen precious little of Breaking Bad and exactly zero of Better Call Saul. And at this point, I can't I, like I, I can't call it an unconscious decision anymore because it has become but both shows have become such a big part of like the cultural conversation. Um, I, I, I do think that I'm going to jump into Better Call Saul now that one, it's like totally done and two my wife has uh expressed interest in starting it at at some you know a a a time later to be determined uh but that 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 usually mean like let's do it now okay um yeah yeah. honestly um i mean it it is i guess kind of hard to compare the two but very very fantastic i the, I'd say it was second for me as far as shows that are wrapped right behind Peaky Blinders. I love Peaky Blinders mm. and that, that might've been one of the best ends to a show I've ever seen. So I loved oh. the end of Peaky Blinders. Okay. So you, you were like, you, you, you were satisfied. Cause I, I, I know you're like a big Peaky Blinders guy. I, yes. I had heard from some other people that maybe they, they, they would have liked kind of where things left off the season before or, or, or felt that there were just some things in, in this last season that, you know, they, they, they could kind of take or leave, but you were, you were pleased with how oh things my. wrapped. Yeah. So, and, and um, Stephen Knight, the creator has come out and said that he plans eventually to make a movie to kind of wrap everything up. Mm-hmm. But um, I, yeah, I, I thought like a movie at this point is kind of icing on the cake. I, I thought season five, is it season five? Season six? I can't remember. Better Call Saul was six. I think this is just five for Peaky Blinders, but I can't remember for sure. Um, the, the ending was so good. Uh, I, I I loved it. Yeah, I was a huge fan. I'm glad. That's sweet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, we, we can we can talk about this, but like, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if we are departing from the golden age of, of streaming content. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, just based on some of the things that have been happening over the past few weeks, if, 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 if the, if the race for subscribers and the willingness to take losses 
on on projects mm. is coming to a close and now we're starting to see the consolidation of power and trying to you know just a, a, a calling down of competition and now a bunch of companies just trying to recoup on on the money that they've put out so we'll see yeah so i guess for for streaming do you find that you um revisit shows that like you've seen already more like for example i love i when the office was on netflix i was a huge fan i i I was i watched it i think probably three or four times through while it was Mm -hmm. on netflix we don't have a peacock uh, peacock subscription um but if so i imagine i would probably like even just throwing parks and rec on or something like that like and kind of having something kind of mindlessly watching something while you know doing work simultaneously or something along those lines do you find yourself going back to shows like that more or sometimes you just don't have time to sit down and watch something new and give it all of your you know mental capacity so i'm just kind of wondering what your yeah. um, attitude for streaming was yeah so i um for for a, for a long time like ba- basically with the launch of peacock and nbc taking back some of their old shows i i hadn't watched the office or parks and rec or whatever for for a long time um taylor and i have a youtube tv account where you can um like record shows and so we 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 set parks and rec and the office to just record so every time it's on it records and so now we have like the 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 series itself ready to go uh whenever we want yeah and it's i mean it it's really nice like they they usually uh play on either commentary or ifc so like you can you can fast forward through the commercials but we we do get a lot of commercials like two and a half men is still playing a lot on on ifc uh and South Park has recently celebrated a very big milestone. I, I think 25 years because wow. like e- even trying to fast forward through the commercials, we, we see that a lot, but to, to answer your question, like knowing that that's there, like the, the, the office and park parks and rec is kind of like comfort food for me. Yeah. Um, and like Seinfeld, I, I, yeah, I think in the same vein, just you know just shows that like i've seen bob's burgers is that for us like we mm, we throw bob's mm, burgers on all the time and yeah have it planned yeah so like it's it's to know that they're there um and usually we'll turn to some of those shows just like you said something to kind of put on that's that's somewhat mindless or if we're like in between shows or whatever so uh so so like right now we're watching a few things that are airing week to week but don't have anything that we're like streaming uh regularly so like we know uh only murders in the building season two is about to wrap up i've been watching what we do in the shadows uh which it it's it's one of my favorite shows on right now i love what we do in the shadows but 
you know, we, we, we have these like appointment weekly uh, television viewing things, but there, there, there hasn't been much that we just pop on and say like, Hey, let's watch whatever right now. Um, and so for now, Parks and Rec in the office is like, filled that void a little bit but I, I i imagine once we get back to like starting a show in earnest those will go away for a while okay um what about you well i yeah i i, I feel like lately I, I was kind of as so when when um when peaky blinders wrapped so it dropped on netflix and they just put everything up all at the same time um but i had just finished or, or, or I think we had just finished Ozark along those lines. And so mm. we had finished Ozark um, and then Peaky Blinders came out not long after that. <clears throat> and Better Call Saul was kind of like, they, they dropped weekly on AMC. And so right. um, we, we were, we honestly, we purchased the whole last season so we could watch it. I, I don't know where it streams really. So <laughs> we just purchased it all on Vudu. Um, but that was just a weekly thing we were keeping up on. And, and I, I felt like once, uh, uh, once Better Call Saul ended, I, I was looking for something to kind of fill my void, which I, I know it's only been a week, but um, we we started watching Severance. I don't know if you've seen Severance yet. No. Um, do you, are, have you heard of Severance? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I would highly recommend it. We ended up just binging it in a few days. And so, and and now I'm kind of back to Bob's Burgers again. Um mm-hmm. So I'd say most of the time, especially when school's in, I do have like Bob's Burgers on loop or um, I'm trying to think of what of them to be used to kind of fill that void. Cause yeah, like I said, we don't have Peacock, but um, I do really love when I have time to, you know, invest in a show. Uh, Even even if it's not one that that Grace gets into, but yeah. yeah, I would say the majority of my time, though, is probably with reruns of of comedy shows. So uh, I'll 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 ask you this because, like, what one one of the things that has been not really in the news, but I guess kind of part of the the conversation uh, in in pop culture recently has been Marvel fatigue. Um, okay. I. I, I I, I think, and you know, like that, this is something that some people toss around like once a year. And most of the people who are making this argument just aren't big fans of Marvel. Right. Uh, and, and, and so it, it usually causes somewhat disingenuous, but I'm, I'm wondering like Marvel has put out Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness and Thor love and thunder uh, this kind of spring summer and has released a few uh, streaming shows that this year. So, so we had uh, Moon Knight, we had Miss Marvel, and now uh, She-Hulk has has just recently premiered and it's kind of on its way. And 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 I think that all of those have had varying degrees of success, but uh, some of them, especially the two movies, Multiverse of Madness and and Thor: Love and Thunder, may have underperformed according to inflated expectations okay uh, so I, I i i'm i'm just wondering like are are you feeling 
any in any any Marvel fatigue or like do you think like are 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 you still are you still excited about releases? Are you following you know everything kind of stand because I know as Marvel has started to pivot a little bit more towards Disney Plus series, um, some people have complained about like the quality falling off, the CGI maybe looking a little more spotty and and and, and overall just feeling like there isn't quite as straightforward a narrative as there was leading up to like uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, so... Um, I, I actually don't have Marvel fatigue and, and, uh, famously in our first season of $5 Tuesdays, I swore off Marvel for quite a while until, um, I don't know. It it was more around the, like, as, as the end of that phase four, no phase three, whatever, whatever infinity war and end game was once that started Mm -hmm. coming around, um, I found myself kind of getting back more into it. And I think it was Thor Ragnarok that really got me kind of back on Marvel's uh, on Marvel's side. Um, but I, I think that they t- they've timed the series very well to where I, I like a weekly release. I think that's really good. Um, I, I, honestly have not gone to see uh, Thor Love and Thunder, which is surprising because I love Taika Waititi and I've heard it's a good movie. And um, I did see Doctor Strange. Um, I don't know. I, and I don't know if, know if there's really a reason why I haven't seen, seen Thor, but yeah, I think it feels appropriate with the end of Infinity War and Endgame to kind of start releasing some things um, on the streaming service to kind of introduce us to characters that are going to be in Marvel's future um, because there was such a attachment, I think, to a lot of the, um, the big players that will no longer be around um, after, you know, the events of, of Endgame. But yeah, I, 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 re- I think they've done a good job rolling things out with, with the TV series. And honestly, some of them may make it to the big screen. I could see some of them kind of just being really streaming uh, focused and then maybe they make a cameo. Um, but yeah, I, 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 do, I do not have Marvel fatigue. I think they've done a really good job um, and I'm kind of can, hoping they continue that route. I, they haven't released a ton. So um, it seemed like, I mean, they, uh, maybe I'm, I'm getting confused here, but um, it seemed like around the end game time, there was, there was, it felt like a Marvel movie every couple months was coming out, but, uh, right. I, it doesn't seem like that's currently where they're going. And honestly, I haven't spent a whole ton of time in Disney plus because things have kind of rolled out, uh, fairly slowly. And I think, I think the pacing is, is nice. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I, I think that we represent two slightly different versions of engaged Marvel fans, which is like, I, I, I tend to watch things the day they come out or, you know, opening weekend or whatever. Um, and it, it's, it's honestly hard for me to imagine 
wait waiting a while like i i i have a good friend who texted me this that this past week and said that he just watched multiverse of madness which blew my mind because like multiverse of madness is practically a distant memory for me yeah. um I, I i was gonna say i don't say that to brag but i don't think that anyone would interpret that as a brag so uh i i, I won't <laughs> <laughs> worry about that um but like my, my, my point is I'm, I'm very like locked in. I want, you know, right. I, I, I want the new content as soon as it's available. And generally I'm, I'm very happy with, with, with the output. I, I think that sometimes people have to have like these oversized or, or, or outsized reactions just to try and make a point. So like Thor 11 thunder, I, I, I thought was a, was a great movie. Like, you know, totally. Um, it, it was it, it was fun. I think there were a few things they could have done better. I think that there were a few things that could have been a lot worse. But all in all, it was funny. It was you know a, a good time. Whatever. Um, but you know, so, some people have talked about like I don't know, like like this is Taika Waititi's worst film ever. Like like you know thor it, it was it was just a pointless movie because it, like what you know what what even happened and and some of the things that happened weren't even earned and you know wh like whatever right who, who yeah. cares i i i'm i'm just worried that for for even more casual fans like i i represent probably what what marvel wants their fans to be which is people yeah. who just consume everything right away uh I, I i think you represent a very engaged fan in the sense that like you you tend to consume at, at everything that, that that is coming in um, i will for sure see thor um once it hits streaming i will right right uh and and like that's that, that that's a really valuable part of the market as well but I just, I, I wonder about like these fringe people, like I, I, I think probably out on the furthest fringes of people who could be considered any semblance of a Marvel fan would be like my dad who around Christmas last year, we invited him to come see Spider-Man No Way Home with us. And he said, um, do I need to have seen the Avengers movie. And we were like, um, like what was the last Marvel movie you saw? He's like, they were battling the purple guy. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> what happened? And he's like, uh, I think, I, I think the purple guy won. And I was like, oh my gosh, like th th this, this is hopeless. Like, you know, there, there are so many things that you won't understand. And, and so like, I, I don't know, by, by making Infinity War and Endgame such a, like such a big cultural moment, I, I, I think that some people uh, may, may get like pushed off now because like everything points back to that in some way yeah and so you, you 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 can't just drop into the marvel universe in the same way you can like the office or parks and rec or, or seinfeld or bob's burgers or, or whatever right right um and you also can't i i, I don't know i i just 
I, I think that they're going to need to find a way to open the universe back up a little bit while still making it engaging. And, and, and I think that that's probably like the, the balancing beam they're on where they're trying to introduce new characters and, and, and they're, and they're trying to, you know, do, do these things, but you get these people who are like, well, they're not nearly as good as Tony Stark or Captain America. It's like, yeah, because you spent three movies with these people, like getting to know them and, and, and watching them grow and, you know, feel these things, not six episodes on a Disney plus show. So I don't know. I I don't, I don't envy Kevin Feige. Um, I envy him. Yeah. Tough task. Yeah. Uh, And I, and I think there's a challenge too, like, how do how do we make how do we make this different like how do we make this different like to keep the audience with us like those fringe um you know fans that you're following or you're talking about and i thought moon knight was really good and a really neat I love marvel moon story knight. yeah um and i i have not watched miss marvel but i've heard it's it's very good as well but yeah moon knight didn't feel like anything else you've ever seen um in 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 the marvel universe uh that 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 I could think of at least. And I, I thought they've done a really good job um, with, with stuff that has come out post end game of kind of, of trying to keep it fresh. So we'll, we'll see, but um, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm excited for where Marvel is headed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess my, my only big question going forward is like pre pre end game. So like phase one, two, three, um, you you would watch a movie of a character and then just assume that they are going to have some sort of tie-in to the Avengers moving forward. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Marvel Comics have been around for many decades and most superheroes have been a part of some team or another. Um, I wonder if they're going to try and make... The other teams like the defenders or uh, you know like who, like the, the the illuminati or, or, or whoever like actually make those or yeah. if they're just going to keep the avengers as like the like, like like the team up thing and if yeah. they do how they're going to deal with like having standalone people versus people who like all come together so right. anyway yeah, we'll, we'll 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 see what happens with that. But um, I, I'm I'm glad to hear that you know you're not just totally out on Marvel. Um, but I I I do kind of wonder what what the future holds a little bit. Well, and this is actually kind of surprising, but I'm feeling more like optimistic, way more optimistic, I should say, about Marvel than Star Wars right now. Like. I have no idea what is happening with Star Wars. I'm fairly excited for Andor, um, but I was really disappointed. Like, I, I, w- I was hoping I would go back and watch Kenobi, but it's just never, I don't know. It, I don't really have any desire to, which is so sad because it should be amazing and it should be something I want, would, would want to watch again, at least some of the episodes, but I can't do it. Yeah, I... I'll always love Star Wars, right? Yeah. Um, but 
some something about the way that they have chosen to bring star wars to streaming and like to disney plus it's just kind of felt more like i i, I don't know um wish fulfillment for, yeah. for people yeah um I, i'd love to see them try and flesh out the high republic on streaming somehow right like they're yeah. they're rolling out books like introduce us to some of these characters like in streaming i don't know i think that that's a, a a viable option and you kind of start to introduce these star wars fans that don't know anything about the high republic you introduce them to some of the characters and then you kind of set yourself up for the future there but yeah i i agree a lot of wish fulfillment I, and like i i i think much like marvel needs to start like moving past the the infinity saga star wars needs to move past the skywalker saga like the the yeah. skywalkers are super important and they're awesome and i love the skywalkers and you know everything about that universe but the the cool thing about star wars is that it's this incredibly expansive galaxy with you know, hundreds of thousands of different species of alien races and and each planet has like its own interplanetary politics and, and yeah. internal strife and, you know, everything. But every time we do anything, we end up on Tatooine. And <laughs> like the, the, the point of Tatooine was that it was supposed to be just some speck of dirt in this huge galaxy that that has so much more to offer and that's why it was the perfect place to put luke but right i mean we are always going to tatooine uh yeah ugh. and it like it's fine because that's that's cool too but let's let's see some other planets let's go somewhere else and and honestly like if it if it isn't practical to do it live action do like do it animated because yeah. they they they've shown like post disney merger that that the like that, that the animated series are still extremely viable yeah um like the the last season of clone wars was amazing yeah bad batch has been you know a, a a pretty i loved the first season of the bad batch yeah i <sighs> I'm I'm like I I have a feeling that when Bad Batch is done, I will have nothing bad to say about it. But Dave Filoni is doing that thing where like the first season of all of his shows are he 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 wants to make sure that like you know we're 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 bringing all the kids in <laughs> yeah. and it's very Phantom Menace esque like like okay we're gonna appease the kids but also like we're gonna get into some heavy stuff here. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I'm 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 excited to see what happens in season two and and beyond. But anyway, I just I, I I don't know my my Star Wars fandom has definitely uh, not not fandom my my Star Wars excitement has definitely waned recently, yeah. and I hope that Star Wars can just like take some time, 
do some soul searching, figure out what they want to be and move forward. Yeah. I agree. All right. So I, I guess like one last big piece of news that I feel we need to discuss is like speaking of soul searching and figuring out what you want to be. We have the Warner brothers discovery merger, uh, which was like fairly shocking news, you know, huge, huge announcements, just bing, bang, boom. Discovery acquired Warner Brothers, which in and of itself is crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so Warner Brothers was, was acquired, you know, merged with uh, Discovery and started with apparently $55 billion in debt uh, just because like to, to acquire Warner Brothers, Discovery went into a substantial amount of debt wow. and, and, and immediately had to figure out what they were going to do. Uh, so so they, they, they started clearing, clearing money off the top. Most notably, uh, there was a... Um, there, 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 there was a movie completely ready to go, Batgirl, mm. um, from from DC that just got entirely scrapped. Uh, th- this was ninety million dollars down the tube, uh, and they 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 scrapped it. I guess as like some sort of some sort of write off. But I want to share something that I feel didn't get the respect it deserved. Um, this is th- th- this is a closing line from an NPR article talking about the Batgirl cancellation. Quote, at the same time that Batgirl met the axe, the studio also announced that the movie Scoob Holiday Haunt has also been shelved. It was a sequel to the 2020 film Scoob, of which Variety wrote in its review, quote, these are trying times and parents may be grateful to have a virtual babysitter to distract their kids for 90 minutes, in which case Scoob is surely more effective than sitting them in front of the fish tank, close quote. Discovery has not only taken Batgirl from us, but apparently there was a Scoob sequel that I didn't even know existed wow. until I read the closing paragraph. Where, 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 where's the outrage about Scoob Holiday Haunt? Scoob, Scoob. If I'm not mistaken, was Scoob came out during the pandemic, right? Yeah. Like Scoob uh, played a, a pivotal part in us navigating the the movie world during the pandemic. It deserved a sequel. I agree. I mean. You you can't agree or I'm excuse me you you can't you can't argue with Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, IMDb, and Google user reviews. Metacritic obviously tough but fair a forty three percent. Rotten Tomatoes forty eight percent critic score, but as it loads, uh, you know a fifty three percent audience score. So a little bit higher. <laughs> IMDb 5.6 out of 10. Google user review 78%. That's and I think that. that yeah, I I think those are the people that we ought to be listening to. Yeah. Agreed. Well, well yeah. Scoob hol- holiday what, what was it? Holiday Holiday Haunt. 
Scoob Holiday Haunt. We really hope that someday, maybe on the the you know depths of the web, you will eventually you know leak out, and we can you know see see what uh, what was what was meant to be. That oh okay that that's what I don't understand is like you have a movie that's ready to go. Yeah, I I like I I don't know about uh, Scoob Holiday Haunt, but Batgirl it's it's ready yes why why not just like put that on youtube for free yeah yeah i i don't get it either i it makes part of it makes me wonder if like that they're concerned with just dc's reputation and they don't want another i don't know yeah another fault they're trying to turn things around maybe i don't know who knows yeah there 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 were a lot of reports that said that apparently um there, there were characters that were being used in that movie that that they wanted to use elsewhere, ah. but, um, but you know they 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 were effusive in their praise of of the lead actress whose name is escaping me right now, and said that um, said 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 that basically they want to spend uh, Leslie Grace, um, they they. They said that they wanted to spend the next few years, or excuse me, months, figuring out like a ten-year plan for for DC. Uh, there, 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 there were some quotes that came out that came across really poorly. Wow. Where, where, where the head of DC said, uh, "In this next phase of DC, we're going to focus on quality over quantity." Uh, which because <laughs> there's been so much quantity. Yeah, but it begs the question: Like, what have you been doing so far? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I love DC Comics, uh, Detective Comics, comics. I love DC. Uh, I think that there are just incredibly compelling characters. Obviously, not the least of which being Batman, who like gets a lot of hype and and uh resources but even like even though i'm just like so drawn to to batman's stories and and comics and everything there's like the whole bat family and and batgirl's a part of that like even if you were just to take like the batman extended universe there are so so many interesting projects that you can do and i've tried watching like certain shows because of the 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 bat family so for example i watched uh titans on hbo for a while i just couldn't do it man like I, i i don't know what it is but it seems to me that other than peacemaker which was directed by James Gunn and was basically a spinoff of the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Every DC live action show cannot get the stink of the CW off of them. <laughs> it's just like it, it, it's it, it's always so so low budget and so cheesy yeah. and. And 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 things just like spin out to an absolutely unbelievable degree very quickly. 
and and like Titans, it, it was an HBO Max original. So you like presume a certain level of yeah uh, production of uh, right, but it it was it was very clearly a CW show that wanted you to know that it wasn't a CW show, and the way that it did that was by showing CW ads. <laughs> <laughs> After the episode, be sure to visit CW.com for behind the scenes exclusive access. Um, no, like it, it was a CW show that had a lot more profanity and a lot more like violence and gore. But it was at, like at its heart, it was still cheesy. It was still very cringe. I don't know, man. They just bring, bring over like all of their writers are just just so entrenched and versed in the CW world that they just bring him over to HBO Max and give him a little bit slightly more budget and and uh, and and more freedom for violence and just have ha- let him have at it. <laughs> and like it, it's it's crazy that it, 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 so I I didn't watch like The Flash or or you know like the CW, CW, right. uh, DC shows, but it, it felt to me like all of those shows were basically just a launch pad for their inevitable cameo on green arrow, which was like <laughs> the best of the CW shows. But even that, like I, I, I saw just a quick clip of a, a, of a green arrow show where it was like their Avengers in game moment, like the, oh, the, wow. the Avengers assemble where like green arrow and Supergirl and flash and like all, all of these secondary and tertiary characters were teaming up to, to take down this, um, th- th- this villain. But number one, it was taking place like on a highway overpass uh, or, or like, like un- underneath there. So <laughs> I guess they didn't have like a huge budget for location. Uh, and it just, it just all looked so bad. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to like belabor the point that DC shows have sucked thus far, but I do really, really, really hope that they stay true to their word and, and truly prioritize quality over quantity. Step it up DC. Seriously. <sighs> Well, and like, what's, what's scary to me is I don't know if I can trust the makers of like cupcake wars and 90 day fiance to, to truly invest in, in shows and like comic book universes that will rival Marvel. I, I don't know. I, 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 I like, I want nothing but success for DC, but you have executives who have proven no ability or inclination to like giving these shows a real chance. And then you have a fandom that either is okay with the slop they get or just wants Zack Snyder to have full creative control over (laughs) every, every decision moving forward. And uh, I don't know. I, I I don't feel like I have a place in that in that universe quite as much as as, as I do at Marvel. 
where it's just like, hey, this rules. And then a bunch of yeah. people are like, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have a ton to say about it, but yeah, it's, I, I think the Zack Snyder thing is just kind of funny how you, like, Zack Snyder had an, had an awful movie and with his cut, with the Zack Snyder cut, I think it became like a, an okay movie or a decent yeah. movie. Yeah. Which it, is it, like what, yeah, what people are fanboying over is all right. the, just an, an okay movie. No, like to Zack Snyder's credit, Justice League was probably like a 60 and he brought it to like a 75. Okay. Um, it, like in, in my book. Um, he they also, ruled that out so quick. Like Justice League, how I don't know how that came out so quickly. Like it felt like it was Man of Steel and then Justice League came out right after it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, Maybe Aquaman in between. I don't remember. Well, and so like I don't, I don't, I don't know uh, Zack Snyder's like overall intention, but e- e- even like even his so-called trilogy was really sloppy because like so he made Man of Steel, and then he made Superman versus Batman: Dawn of Justice. And then he that made Justice stinker. League. Yes, it was a stinker. But th- th- then he made Justice League, and now they're presenting it as the Man of Steel collection. Get the <laughs> Superman trilogy. It's like, what? <laughs> like, nothing about the marketing or promotion or, or, or anything would suggest that this that these three movies were meant to be viewed as a trilogy. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, exactly. It's... Uh, get it together, DC. Yeah. All right. That, okay. that that's enough on that. Okay. Um you you want to just dive into our review? Let's do it. Yeah, I All see right. we do it. Cool. So we we are reviewing what with with the benefit of a little hindsight, I think we can definitively say like this was the movie of the summer. It was. Um so we, we a lot we, of people still are going to see it. Like yeah. people that I talk to um and, and it's still Every theater seems to be screening it still. So yeah, I, I are screening it, showing it on their screens. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Top Gun has been a it's been a hit. I, I so I looked up um, you know Ma- Maverick just to uh, just to like have some quick uh, quick reflection or whatever. And yeah, my my local theater, which does not show very many movies at all uh still has four show times for this movie so uh <laughs> i my, my 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 wife and i were we're gonna try and see uh marcel the shell with shoes on movie which was put out by a24 uh it was in our local theater for like one showing for two days and then they took it out probably <laughs> to make more room for top gun maverick so uh yeah it's it's a hit but anyway um after more than 30 years of service as one of the navy's top aviators pete maverick mitchell is where he belongs pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement and rank that would ground him 
Training a detachment of graduates for a special assignment, Maverick must confront the ghosts of his past and his deepest fears, culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who choose to fly it. This was originally re released on May 27th, uh, directed by Joseph Koz uh, Kozinski, obviously starring Tom Cruise, Miles Teller, Val Kilmer as Iceman, uh, Glenn Powell as Hangman, Jennifer Connelly as the lifeless love interest of Tom Cruise, <laughs> John Hamm, uh, Lewis Pullman, Bill Pullman's son, and oh. uh, yeah, I mean, a, a, a few other familiar faces in the cast, so... Anyhow, uh, pretty pretty stacked cast. Yeah, like, like like we said, this has already broken a billion dollars in in theaters and seems to be uh, a very worthy sequel. So, yeah, you know, I I, I guess just right off the top, like Skylar, uh, initial impressions and and a score out of a hundred. So, um, did you mention the Rotten Tomato score on this? Ah, so this on Rotten Tomatoes has a wow, a 96 um wow. on the on the critics and a whopping 99% on audience score. That wow. is wild. Okay. Yeah, okay. So um I'm not I'm not gonna be that high on it. Like I, I really I, I loved it. Um I, yeah. I thought it was a, a really a really good movie. Uh I've talked to so many people like who who are absolutely obsessed with this movie and I, my my score for it i i'm gonna give it an 86 so i think what was that is that 10 i think you said 96 for the rotten tomato score so 10 lower than the critic score um but my score is high mostly be okay so i tempered it because I think the story is okay. Like, I, I don't think it didn't seem like there was anything spectacular about the story. Um, it just seemed kind of like, yeah, fine, whatever. I'm giving it a higher score instead of it being, you know, you know in the seventies because the stunts in the show really like they kept me hooked like I, even just I, I think it it might have been right from the get-go I, I can't remember if it was the opening scene or not um and you see like flighter jets landing on a land landing on a, a water mm, yeah. craft yeah. and I, I i had no idea you know that they there's netting that they use to like catch to, to slow it down and stuff and so i don't know just bringing that stuff to life that was just completely it's completely foreign to me and out of my world and um having everything just so realistic like minimal if any cgi i, I can't i'm sure there was some at some point maybe some of the explosions but um yeah i i thought um I thought that the the scenes themselves and the effort that went into making the movie really put it up there for me um, it, as far as mid to high 80s. I, I'm below 90s, though, only because outside of that, it, it didn't feel like anything special. Uh, but overall, 
I, I mean, it's very understandable why it was the blockbuster of the summer. I thought it was, it was a great movie. And we're just talking about like a flying movie. Like yeah. if, if you think about that as a premise for a movie in, in 2022, um, a sequel to a movie that came out pro- in the eighties, I'm guessing. 86. 86. Okay. So a sequel to a movie that came out in the, out in the eighties, I wouldn't imagine it, imagine it to do as well as it did. So um, definitely exceeded expectations, but yeah, 86 out of hundred is my score. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it a 92. Uh, I, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I, I give it probably a, a slight bump just because I think like this is another pitch perfect summer blockbuster for, for Tom Cruise. Uh, and, and may, maybe later we can kind of talk about what he's been doing for the past few years, kind of his, his own trajectory, but, um, the quality of his movies over the past few years is reminiscent of, of, of the climb that Top Gun pilots had to take out of the, uh, out, out, out of the valley after yeah. dropping their payloads, because I mean, it is a straight line up. Yeah. Uh, whew, that was not a, a tortured metaphor at all. Um, <laughs> it was you executed it well. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I felt um, your execution was just like the pilots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, about two thirds of the way through that metaphor, I, I felt the, the G forces <laughs> on, on my face and started to black out. Um, so I just I, 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 I don't know if there are many movies that are less like deserving of a of, of of a sequel that would would do as well as this yeah. uh like top, top gun was a complete story and it was intended to be a complete story like there there there, there was no uh there 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 were no loose ends but i guess over the years uh you know, Tom Cruise and, and his frequent collaborator, uh, Christopher McQuarrie were, have, have like thought about and started to revisit this character and, and think about some of the, um, some of the fallout, some of the implications, most notably, like the, the, the big thing that was kind of driving the, the plot here is that, uh, Goose, his, his former co-pilot's son, Rooster is, is now a Top Gun pilot himself and, uh, you know, Ma- Maverick just kind of has to come to terms with um, with some of the so, some of the skeletons in the closet. Um, you know, there's a there's a son now who's who, who's a man who blames Maverick for the for the loss of his father, and so they have to work that out. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, this the this movie did not like question many of my uh, long held beliefs. It did not challenge me to be a better person in many ways, but it is infinitely rewatchable. Like any, any time 4th of July, Labor Day, Memorial Day, you name it. If, if I'm like by a body of water 
and and I'm going in to make myself a, a little turkey sandwich or something, and someone has Top Gun Maverick on playing on the TV by the kitchen. I'm I'm gonna stop and you know give up a few hours of sun to to enjoy this film because it it's just it it's it's a great summer blockbuster. It is. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hadn't really thought about the rewatch factor. I have, I only have seen it once in theaters probably because between being busy and the, it was a, it was a good, it was a good summer for movies. Yeah. And, and with Top Gun kind of claiming that top spot um, should tell you how, uh, how, how, how great of a movie it was. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree that it is extremely rewatchable. Like now that we're talking about it, I want to rewatch it again, but, um, yeah, I, uh, commenting on like Tom, Tom Cruise's, um, trajectory, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, over the last few years, it's so interesting because I I can't, I'm trying to think of what else he's really done, um, outside of outside of the mission impossible uh possible movies other than this can you think of what what else he's been in i i nothing nothing's really coming to mind that he's uh project wise that he's done but tom cruise yeah tom did i say tom hanks no 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 i oh. i i i, I <laughs> tom cruise, i'm almost you certain you said to. tom cruise okay, i just good. wanted to make sure uh, <laughs> so tom, tom cruise like i i know that this was a pre-pandemic project for him yes yes uh it it was originally supposed to release in like like summer of 2019 which is wild to think about um i i know that the big project for him during and like i guess if you want to call this post-pandemic was uh what what was the next mission impossible which is going to be a two-part movie right um so yeah it's it's interesting to to think about you know like what what is next let's see so in 2015 Cruz came back for mission impossible rogue nation Mm -hmm. uh critical acclaim Cruz starred in the 2017 reboot of boris karloff's 1932 horror movie the mummy that obviously was amazing um yes in 2018, Cruz again reprised Ethan Hunt, the sixth film in the mission in his franchise, Mission Impossible Fallout. I mean, that was an incredible movie. Yeah. Another infinitely rewatchable movie. Um, uh, okay, I, I forgot about this. In May 2020, it was reported that Cruz would be starring and producing a movie shot in outer space. Do you remember that? Um, no. Wait, he just. When, when did you say? So May 2020, basically, like, clearly, this is something that Tom Cruise has wanted to do for a long time. And he found the perfect time to just kind of dump this news on people, uh, which was May 2020. Uh, He said, Oh, by the way, I'm going to be starring and producing a movie shot in outer space. Wow. Um, So both him and the director are going to fly to the International Space Station as part of a future Axiom space mission in a SpaceX Dragon 2 spacecraft. Um, Gee, yeah, this is 
I don't know, a lot. Uh, Because one, we have to believe that Tom Cruise is actually going to go to space. That that I actually believe, but we also have to get the director. It's going to go on a SpaceX rocket ship. I don't know. Elon Musk seems like he might have other things to worry about right now. Um, <laughs> but whew, uh, I'm, I, I'm just reading, you know, about his life. So Cruz obviously is like, he, he, he's the lead star in Top Gun Maverick. Um, film was released to widespread critical praise, deeming it superior to its predecessor. The film has broken several box office records upon its release, earning over $1 billion. Highest grossing film in his career, Cruz will earn $100 million for the film when combining ticket sales, his salary, and his cut of home entertainment rentals and streaming revenues. Wow. Holy cow, Mr. Cruz. That is wild. That is... That is so crazy. Well, and kind of what I was thinking was like, what, what, what is it that you think? Um, like his Mission Impossible movies seem to get better and better with everyone. Like I don't know how it's how it's possible, but that seems Definitely. to be the way it's going. What What do you think? What What do you attribute to his success? Out, I guess outside of the anomaly being the Mummy. Um, but outside of that, like, what, why has he been so successful in the last, I guess, I guess at this well, point, it's like seven or seven or so years. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, first off, I want to apologize because you, you were setting up for a question and I just started going through his Wikipedia page. Oh, you're good. Taking it no. into different worlds. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm glad we got back on, on track. I, I really think that like the, the mummy is instructive as to what, what makes a successful Tom Cruise movie. And that is one, I think that he has pretty much perfected the formula. Like he knows how to make a perfect action movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, and number two, he seems to be returning to franchises in which he has considerable cachet and, and like decision-making power. Okay. So he brings in his guy, Christopher McQuarrie, and the two of them just like, you know, dig, 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 what, what, whatever, and build out what they think is going to be like a perfect action movie. And when they get their way, it happens. It's a perfect action movie. Yeah. With The Mummy, there was so much that was being heaped onto that. It was a, um, it, it, it was, it was a reboot of a very, popular and well-loved yeah. action movie from the late 90s yep it was gonna be like a tom cruise flick which, which which comes with its own expectations and it was also supposed to start building the universal dark universe dark, dark universe yeah yeah after after two former flops where they didn't get it to launch <laughs> they're like okay for real forget i frankenstein forget dracula Dracula. thank you dracula untold this is it all right this is the one and and so they to show how serious they were about making this the one they brought in (laughs) um they 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 brought in 
uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Russell Crowe played yeah. Dr. Jekyll. Yeah, Mr. Just, and, and, and he was going to be like the, the like <laughs> Nick Fury of the team or something. I, I, it just so much. And, and and like so the the mummy just got way too unweighty and lopsided under the weight of all of those different expectations and like different interests pulling on the movie in in, in different directions well it, it's funny like it almost feels like you know how when um w- when the first avatar movie came out and it was so amazing visually that everyone just started releasing everything 3d like you could you could go see like i'm trying to think of a, a an example here like you you could go see um like the the uh like hidden figures in 3d or something like that you know <laughs> like a movie that has absolutely no business being in 3d you 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 you, you can see the math like <laughs> floating off the screen you're like whoa i can almost reach out and touch the the numerator or or like or or like a a good courtroom like a a time to kill or something like that (laughs) like a a 3d (laughs) um and it almost feels like marvel kind of it like left that huge imprint on a bunch of people that were trying to, you know, cash in on that success of building their own universe in some way. Yeah. And yeah the mummy just, they still are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like it just, I mean, to, to, to our previous conversation about DC, they, they, they specifically said, we're going to focus on, on quantity and have a 10 year plan like Kevin Feige <laughs> at Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, even like, when 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 uh, Better Call Saul wrapped, um, I was listening to an interview with Vince Gilligan, one of the creators, and uh, and they mention um, the the man doing the interview mentions like this will be his last project for the foreseeable future in the Breaking Bad universe. So I think just even that term, like this yes. this universe, um, ruined a lot of. I mean, like they could have totally rebooted the Mummy with Tom Cruise and just had like a, a horror movie and, and not tried to put these really gimmicky, like dark universe scenes in there with like, I don't know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and stuff. Yep. Um, it, it, it was, it was not good. Yeah. It was not good. As I'm thinking about the breaking bad universe, um, I, I want them to explore like, a part of the universe that that has never been touched and tell tell a story about this uh this fight promoter who 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 will get like these impromptu bets on meth heads who are fighting and 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 whoever wins gets some of heisenberg's meth that they can use and it's just the life of this guy who finds people who want meth but can't afford it and he's like okay fight this person and you know what how about this both of you can get meth the winner just gets a double portion <laughs> i would watch it from the breaking bad universe i'd watch it if, if vince gilligan's involved i'd watch it <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there's like not even a discernible plot it's just like <laughs> like the the 
the fights take a long time and are super brutal because it's these two addicts who are just trying to get their next fix. And so like 28 minutes of the 45 minute episodes <laughs> is just two people. It's like they just, yeah, it, it's just a UFC fight pretty much. And then you watch them. <laughs> yeah. get their fix at the end. Do you, did you ever see a cockfight in the Philippines? I did. Um, my memory of a, of a cockfight was um, we were, I, I don't remember where we were going, but some guys frantically hopped on the jeepney that we were in. And I, I remember the, the guy, one of the guys was holding a chicken and um the chicken started flailing and it was flinging blood everywhere. So I've got my white shirt on and it's just covered in blood at this. Like, point. hello. Yeah. Rude. It, just, it started <laughs> flapping and blood was flying everywhere. And we started talking to the guy and he said, Oh yeah, this one, this is the, this is the uh, chicken that just won the cockfight. Like it was, a, it was the winning one. And it was a, it was a Hulk. Like it was a beast of a chicken. Right. And uh, it died on the jeepney, right? Like it was oh, like it won and I, I, I don't know where they were taking it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it doused everything in its blood and then died promptly after, uh, you know, yeah. right after we paid. Uh, un unfortunately, I suspect that they were not taking it to like some sort of animal hospital. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> like this made us some good money. Sir, please. We don't know what happened. They're like, okay, well, it has a spur <laughs> taped to the back of its leg. So I'm assuming you're coming from a cockfight. <laughs> uh, the, the, the reason I ask about cockfights is because I didn't realize before having a member play like a DVD collection of best cockfights 2013 <laughs> in the background when we were either Dude, trying it's to- it's serious. It, 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 it's very serious and like, I don't know. I, I, I am like, intrinsically, I am opposed to making animals fight Yeah. for, you know, just for, for entertainment. I became a lot more uh, steadfast on on that stand when I saw what an actual cockfight was, because it, it it's it's not just like, Bing Bing, you know, clean clean yeah. winner, clean loser. Like you said, the winner was not in good shape at all. No. They both and end up dying. I'm pretty sure most it, of the time, like almost certainly. But and 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 it's not even like a like a quick. You know, hey, boom, you're out. It, both of them are just not in good shape by, by the end, but they like continued anyway. The crowds that they draw are crazy too. There's like arenas. Right. Well, like a just basketball a, stadium. Just just imagine if you had two meth heads going at it. Like it, it, it would probably end up looking like a cockfight by the end, but big <laughs> crowds, big money. I where, mean, this, where are we even at this point in the podcast? This is, I, I I really think that this is the next collection or, you know, addition to the Breaking Bad universe. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I don't think they're revisiting anything, but it, yeah, maybe they'll get a different writer for it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> boy, we were talking. Oh, 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 okay. Tom okay. Cruise. Yeah. Well, we, we, we went, I think 
Bre- Breaking Bad was a jump off point from universes, universes, which was a jumping off point from the mummy. mummy, which is like, why, why was mummy bad? When yes. Are okay. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I, I really think that, you know, like, like we've been talking about after this and mission impossible and everything, Tom Cruise only has so many more like serviceable years as believable action star. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, he, he's already like turning back the clock and defying time and making me believe that he at what, like 65. Yeah. How can, old is he? I mean, he's, he's older. Uh, let's see. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. He's 60. So holy cow. Okay. Okay. This is so bizarre. I'm cutting you off. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. So in my mind, like maybe the two biggest action movie stars like in the last 10 years tom cruise is probably still there yeah 60 years old and keanu reeves might be right up there with the john wick movies and he's 57 yeah like is that just a dying breed you think or i i don't know yeah i'm I'm not sure but i and he it, did the it, Matrix, right? He's in the Matrix, but that, right, he was right, a lot right. younger in the Matrix. So he's the I, perfect I, action movie star because he's a bad actor, but he's great. <laughs> he's great at he's great at the stunts. And and Ke- Keanu is also just like so earnest in in interviews and everything. Like he he seems like someone that that we want to like do well and succeed. So right. I, I'm I, I'm I'm happy that he's found this lane. <laughs> um. I, I think that like action stars are definitely evolving. Like, I don't know if we're going to get another Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or Sylvester Stallone or whatever. Right. I, I, I think that action stars are probably being interpreted a little more liberally now where like, okay. like the rock is technically an action star, but that's more than that, I think he's a movie yeah. star. Yeah, that's no great. That's a great point. Yeah, he's he's like a jack of all trades, man. Uh, okay, here's a here, here's like a sneaky action star pick. Um, Kieran Gillum. Oh yeah, like like ne- For, Nebula. Yes. Uh, yeah, she's in the so, um, uh, Jumanji movies. Yeah, right? she yeah. she she's in the Jumanji movies. She either is in or was recently in a movie called gunpowder milkshake that, that that's right. like a big action movie uh like she she does a lot of actiony movies but i don't think that she gets credited as like oh she's an action star right uh chris evans it, it kind, kind of in that same vein where and 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 even I guess Ryan Gosling a little bit. Eh, Ryan Gosling's probably more on like the actor side. Right. Uh, Chris Evans, maybe more on like the action star side. But I think in order to survive these days, you probably have to have a little more range then. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let me ask you this. So my theory is why Tom Cruise has still remained like I agree, I totally agree with what you're saying. But I guess more intri- uh, more intricate than that is within his films, like he has such a devotion to stunts. Yes. Like he he's so devoted. I, I remember hearing, or maybe I read it somewhere, I don't remember, 
um, that he wanted so badly to actually pilot the aircrafts in Top Gun. Yes, yes. And that was the one thing that was non-negotiable was that they could not pilot the the aircrafts. Right. And and it's just it's crazy cool. Like and and in some in some sense, like Christopher Nolan is really committed as well to um committed in a lot of ways. I guess he maybe he has used CGI at least early on. Christopher Nolan was really committed to um shooting scenes without CGI. Like the blockbuster um was a he, he would make a blockbuster without all of the like big uh I mean, I, I, they were still high budget movies, but, um, as much as possible, like have his story, the draw to his stories wasn't big explode, like Michael Bay. Right. Right. Um, have it, have the draw some other way, but yeah, my, 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 I guess my point roundabout is that his Tom Cruise's devotion to that just so also happens to be something that like audiences really care about. And I don't know. I, I think it's, it, it it's an interesting thing that he's super devoted to the stunts. Yeah. I, I, I read a think piece, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago. I, I think that this was like during, uh, during the lead up to suicide squad with like Jared Leto is the Joker and he's a method actor and, and everything <laughs> and, and, and how basically toxic masculinity had turned method acting into like a perversion of itself. And, 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 and it was, it was a way for guys like Jared Leto to show how, like how intense they were and that acting while it's not this traditional manly thing, like you, you, you can basically show how tough you are by by committing to to a role you know in 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 these over-the-top ways uh and i'm wondering if there isn't some small like semblance of that in in tom cruise's devotion to doing his own stunts to you know whatever but it, it could be just as easily that his whole like even off camera, he seems to be very interested in things that quicken the pulse. Uh, He like, he has his own pilot's license. He has, you know, car, motorcycle, boat, plane, what, what, whatever. Like he, he seems to just enjoy doing things that, uh, that break you out of the everyday. And so I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a thing where he wants to like show us how cool he is, or that he's a bigger man than any of us, even though he stands at like five foot five and a half. He is short. <laughs> Very short. Yeah, he's a he, he, he's a short king, but uh, he definitely, you know, can can do a lot more than than you or I can, even at age sixty. So I don't know. Included in that would be making a hundred million dollars off of him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he, he, he is much better at making a hundred million dollars than I am. Oh, geez. Um, okay. Do we want to, I, I don't know. Do we want to talk about the movie? I, I, I yeah. was wondering what direction you wanted to take with this. So uh, honestly, like 
if if there are any big plot beats that you want to address, okay. actually there 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 is one closer to the end of the movie that that I think I want to talk about. But yeah, for me, maybe for most of the movie, we can just call out things that we thought were cool or things that we didn't like. Yeah. Um, so like I the the first movie was pretty slow. Like like Top Gun itself was not the like high octane movie that i was promised by my parents and my aunt right um and i thought that this movie did a really good job of progressing the plot in a way that still allowed us to have like some of those fun things so right off the bat we have tom cruise it's like oh we we need to get to mach 10 or else they're going to use drones and and we're going to be grounded and everyone here is going to lose their jobs. And so we, we, we get to see, you know, Tom Cruise fly some space age gen five jet and like drive it so fast that it explodes. And, 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 and then we get the cute scene where he walks into the old timey diner and he says, where am I? And the little kid staring at him says earth. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, pretty good. Uh, and, and then You're making me want to see the movie again. Oh, it's a good movie. It is. But what I uh, like, probably my favorite. See, uh, like line of sequences in the movie was was when, you know, you you, you get all the top ground recruits, blah, blah, blah. It's oh, hey, it's the new generation. It's Hangman. It's Bob. It's Phoenix, whatever. And then there's Rooster. Got to deal with all that. But in between that. Maverick trains them in dogfighting by showing them what a badass he is. Like he, yeah. you know, he he just goes up in the sky and you get to see all the ways in which Maverick can just kick butt. And right. so I, I I thought it was a good way of progressing the plot, but being like really visually interesting, fun. You get to have some like danger zone in the background by yeah, Kenny yeah. Loggins. So that 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 was all really great. Um I, I don't know if there's anything that you want to like point out specifically, I don't know, from like first half of the movie or so, or, or even further. I don't care. Uh, yeah. I really loved the, the uh, football on the beach. That was great. Mm. What, what was that? The uh, like the, the two way dog oh, yeah, fighting like or whatever. Something. I, I, I was being facetious in a lot of ways, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if you caught Sir, that. <laughs> they stopped keeping score a long time ago. <laughs> Um, no, I, 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 I don't know. I thought honestly, Miles Teller, I thought was really great in the movie. Um, yeah, but I, what did you, what did you think about like, how, how do you feel, I guess, about like the, all of the, uh, like the eighties, um, like references or the vibe that was getting put off? What, what did you think of that? So I, I thought most of the callbacks were pretty tasteful. Um, so like you you mentioned at the very beginning of our review um the 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 opening scene you see the planes like landing on the aircraft carriers and they they, they basically have like cargo rope or whatever yeah, to yeah. to try and you know grab them and 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 they they have like the little things they're trying to hook on that that that's like a a shot for shot remake of the original um and and so I I loved like you know and and the opening you have like the little crawl or whatever you know right. the, 
the, the most elite pilots go to the flight training school, also known <laughs> as Top Gun. Um, I, I, I didn't mind too many of those be, be, because I thought that they, like, they, they weren't too ham-handed. Right. Uh, like, it, I, I don't know, because, like, some of them were, like I said, shot-for-shot shot remake. so I guess that is technically being ham-handed, but I, I, I thought it, it was done. feel a, like it, though. Right. It, 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 was, it was done in a way where I didn't feel like I was being beat over the head with the fact, like, hey, this is a, uh, th- th- this is a remake, you know? Right. Well, and didn't he didn't he even have a freeze frame at the end? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> like, if if it did, I might have to reconsider my stance <laughs> on it being ham handed. <laughs> well, I don't know. I it really is funny though because, um, I think about like a lot of my students went and saw this movie and and really enjoyed it, and uh-huh. I wonder how much of that stuff gets lost on them, like. Like, yeah. is it, is it trendy? Is it just like, is it like, I don't know. Do they get that? Oh, this is kind of like eighties vibe ish, or I, I, I don't know. I, part of me wants to be able to see the movie as a younger version of myself uh, living in 2022, just to see like, cause, cause you don't have movies. Like, I mean, I feel like um, what, what was the Pixar one that came out straight to streaming uh, turning red? Oh yeah. That, that was really like nineties throwbacks mm-hmm. and, um, and nineties fashion is very much like coming back into the fold. And so I maybe could kind of see why uh, kids might like that, but I, I I'm interested just thinking about like the perspective of a 12 or 13 year old kid right. in, seeing this in the theater and like, what, what would their, like, is it just, I don't know. Is it something it probably is something that they hadn't seen before. Maybe their parents made them watch the first movie prior. I don't know, but right. just an interesting perspective on it. Yeah, kid, you think that Top Gun Maverick is a good movie, but you don't even know what Operation Desert Storm was. So I don't have to <laughs> pay attention to what you think. Right. Um. Uh, no, I, 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 I do think that this is a really good bridge like to to the past um and and honestly <laughs> maybe it isn't because it's so much better a movie that like it just blows the original out of the water yeah um but i i i, I guess even like even for the people who don't go back and watch top gun or or go back and end up not enjoying it. Like at, at, at least there's that like thoughtful kind of loving homage to the original uh, that that's included. Right. Yeah. Um, well, uh, sorry, what was the, uh, th- there was a scene that you mentioned you wanted to chat about that was uh, closer mm. to the end. Well, yeah. So, you know, all, all of this is leading to the big, um, the 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 big mission uh that 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 needs to get done and like of course maverick even though his job was to train them he becomes mission leader and and he gets to fly and, and and everything and there's the really touching moment when after after they complete the mission they're 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 trying to get out 
uh, the, the, the enemy, by the way, I love that all of these movies just refer to them as the enemy. Um, I, 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 like, why, why don't we do that all the time? What, what does it matter? If, if, you know, like, yeah. Ju- yeah. just call them the enemy. Just give them like the blacked out helmets with the red star or whatever. Yeah. Why, why, why do we have to make movies where the United States is it, it, like, I don't know, pointing the finger at, at all of these people just for a plot anyway? Right. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I get you. Yeah. That, 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 that's a whole other thing, but <laughs> they, they, the, the enemy scrambles the jets and rooster is like out of flares or whatever. The, the, the enemy has him in his sights and, and Maverick sacrifices himself to, uh, you know, to, to save rooster thereby like atoning for the sins of the past. Uh, you know, Keep keeping his team safe, just being being the perfect team leader, right. uh, and 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 the perfect mentor to Rooster and wingman to Goose. R.I.P. And then Rooster, in turn, ignores uh, like it, it, it ignores the command to head back to the to the carrier or whatever. Um, goes and tries to save Maverick. He ends up getting shot down. Yeah. By the way, spoiler alert for people who have gotten it. this far and have not seen the movie. <laughs> um, but I, I just, I loved how it went from this like super intense, really well shot, just a, a amazing like mission completion. Yay. And then, oh no, Maverick got shot down. Holy cow. Right. Like he's going to die to then Rooster saving him. Yay. And then they're both shot down. Uh, Maverick like tackles Rooster. Uh, he's like, right. we're supposed to, you know, like I sacrificed for you and now you, whatever. <laughs> but all of this leading to like, 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 like a quasi heist movie where, where, yeah. where, where they're, they're trying to, it just, it, it again, like I, I was, I was so happy that they completed the mission. You can end the movie right there. Good exactly. Movie. Yes. Oh no. Yeah. Maverick gets shots like shot down. Wow. Maverick sacrifice. Wow. Good movie. You can end it right there. Yep. But they just like kept, they, they, they kept raising the stakes. And I, I just thought like, man, this was good. You know, good, yeah. good, good little movie. Yeah, it was. No, it really was. Um, Oh, I had a, I had a thought came to my mind. I totally just, totally just vanished out of there maybe if it comes back um i'll mention it but yeah i it i i did think as well it, it was kind of like um there there are some times in movies where you're like oh it could have ended like three or four times but you kind right. of view it as a negative yeah and this yeah. was definitely not that like i just wanted to i wanted it to keep going you know i i wanted to see um maverick's and Maverick and Rooster's uh, adventure fully play out and just keep going on. But um, do you, do you think that like, I, I guess what kind of something that came to my mind was have we fully fleshed out like top guns? Like th- there's not going to be another one at this point. Right. What do you think? I don't want another top gun movie with Maverick. Yes. Okay. But if we were to make a Top Gun rooster, a Top Gun hangman, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally in on just hanging with the crew and kind of getting the next generation story. Yeah. 
and and like one of the things you know you 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 talked about how like always adding a little bit more like it, it it could have ended here it could have ended there if if they had just ended it with maverick saving rooster then i think the only person who would have had a compelling story moving forward would have been rooster because yeah. then he has to deal with that trauma but like he also kind of got over some of his stuff about like being gun shy you know he like went fast enough to to complete the mission blah 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 um but because they like lengthened it a little bit uh hangman kind of got his redemption like he 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 went from just the jerk who you didn't like but then also felt a little bit bad for because he got bumped from the from the squad right uh to that that very funny like full circle moment where uh you know he 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 saves maverick and rooster in their little jalopy and uh and he, you know he comes in over the intercom uh good evening ladies and gentlemen this is your pilot speaking uh it, it, you know whatever uh, right. and then rooster hey hangman you look good i am good rooster i am good <laughs> yeah i I, I agree that um, I'm not interested at this point in hearing any more about Maverick's story unless unless the movie is just he and Jennifer Connelly and Try, trying to kindle any <laughs> sort of chemistry. It's just Top Gun 3 is just not even about flying anymore. It's just them cruising around on a motorcycle and trying to figure it out. That's all it is. Um, no, but I, I think, yeah, there's a lot of potential for another uh, another one, yeah, with the next generation. And, yeah, I, I'd be interested. Um, probably wouldn't reach the success that this one did. Could, yeah. could I guess? I don't know. Um, I always just get, I always just get, I'm always really reluctant to have um, a sequel to a movie that, like, is so surprising, you know? Like, it never quite seems to capture the same magic like i mean a good example of this is like the first wonder woman movie and the follow-up was, <laughs> yeah was just like what i i don't know like it uh, uh, lightning often doesn't strike twice with something like that and so um I, i'm hoping that they don't M- maybe they try and f- maybe they try and tell more uh, uh the, the story more in a series or something i don't know but um yeah I uh, I'm I'm hoping at least that we're done with with Top Gun for now. Yeah, I I I I totally agree. Um, I'm 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 hoping that if they continue, it will be done, you know, tastefully or making it really adjacent. Yeah. So it, it, and anyway, like I. I don't know if there's a ton more I have to say. I I kind of hope they end it here. If if they continue it, just let it be more centered around Miles Teller as a thirst trap. Um, I, I thought I thought sorry as a thirst trap. I thought you were saying um, I hope they end it here as in like your inner your inner commentary on our podcast. Like, <laughs> I'm really hoping they end the episode here. I'm. <laughs> 
yeah, me, me just to myself, boy, I really hope they just mercifully put a, you know, put, in put, put the nail in this coffin. Oh yeah. That's a little less graphic. <laughs> bullet it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, assuming that you don't have anything else to, no, I don't. To say. Miles cool. Teller's a thirst trap is an interesting topic, but uh, yeah. we could save it. Wait, well, was well, Miles Teller in Divergence? Yes. You know that one? Was that right? was that his yes. breakout? Uh yeah, because he he did that, and then he did uh, Whiplash, which was like, oh man, yeah, Whiplash. I love that movie. Yeah. I I I was gonna say like it, it's it's interesting the movies that he and Ansel Elgort have been like, like the, the, the roles that they've been taking to try and like escape they're, 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 they're basically on like the Robert Pattinson road, right. Where like they started as kind of these teenage dream boats and, yeah. and, and, and now they're trying to um, make their way into like more legitimate uh, stardom. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no offense. I'm not. I'm not trying to like. Anyway, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll end it there. Okay, um, okay, okay. I like it. I have a suggestion for for our next review. Okay. If you're up for it. Oh yeah, I'm always listening. It's it's a movie that I wish could get a sequel, but I think out of respect for the talent, they 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 probably will not uh, expand on this universe. And that is, of course, uh, the 1997 film Flubber. Oh, okay. Wait, is this is is Flubber a remake? I don't think so. Okay, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe we could revisit that in our we'll, episode. Yeah, but... we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll do some some research. But yeah, okay. Flubber. I mean, yeah, that's great. Yeah, famously starring Robin Williams and and Flubber. Um, yep. It, it, it's streaming on Disney Plus, and I, I just I, I enjoy chopping up movies that uh, are <laughs> that that might wreck our childhood. Um, they have a special place in your heart, but you're like, how good was it really? Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> cool. Um, hey, maybe we can get a special guest or two for that episode. We'll see. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's let, let's, I mean, if, if we can't get you Donna Haslam, we'll, we'll, we'll try and find someone to, well, uh, I know to Ahmad best is on, he's on. Dang um, it. We didn't get to the interview next, oh. ne- ne- next episode. Next episode. Well, I was going to say, I have Ahmad best like on speed dial, but uh, yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. We do need to get the episode on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get it on. It, it's okay. a good one. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll, we'll see you for episode six when we take on Flubber. Okay. See ya. All right. Stay zippy. <laughs>